Support for this podcast comes from Mike Albert Fleet Solutions. Mike Albert Fleet Solutions is a full-service fleet management company working alongside you to help you get the trucks, vans, and cars you need to run your business and keep them on the road day after day. We'll help you find the right vehicles, finance them, equip them for the work you're doing, all while helping you plan ahead for future growth. Learn more at MikeAlbert.com. Support for this podcast also comes from Learning Alliance. What would it mean to your business to have a $3 million sales producer in your HVAC or roofing business? How about an electrician or plumber who generates $600,000 or more in revenue? Those numbers would change your business. We see them all the time. How? Well, it happens when Success Group International members send their people to Learning Alliance training. Learning Alliance offers high-impact, in-person, and virtual communication and sales training geared towards generating results while turning customers into raving fans. SGI members can learn more about Learning Alliance and its offerings by visiting its new training portal on the SGI internal website, the SGI Hub. Learning Alliance is an exclusive benefit to SGI members. Non-members can learn more by calling 866-344-0789. The word forever has always stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I started studying that word and found out, you know, that it that it encompasses a, an entire life view and not just a forward moving thing uh, or a future based thing, it was it was so interesting to me. And, and I think that a lot of people, um, if not most people or all people look forward um, to uh, the day when they can look back on life and, and say that it meant something. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when we when we look at the word forever, that's really what we're looking at. We're looking at a, a total picture of the life that we've lived and how did we live it and how did we impact other people. And so um, the other points just kind of flowed out of that. You know, yeah. by listening to people, I realized that um, you know people are in different spots in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our members are 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 often running and, and doing really, really well. And others are, are just now starting or, or uh, you know, need a, need a boost to, uh, to growth. And, uh, and that's why they're here. And so um, the idea of, of faithful is, uh, is staying steady at something and not giving up. And, you know, the idea of fearless is, uh, is something that, that we all have to overcome at some point. And then to be forward is, uh, you know, we don't want to be stagnant for sure. And I think that if a person is not moving, um, that it's really easy to go backwards. Right. And so just continuing forward and, and having a forward vision for your life as a whole is, uh, is so important. Welcome to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Today, I'm excited to bring to you a conversation I had with Vice President of Learning Alliance, Brandon Marshall. For those of you who don't know, Learning Alliance is the training arm of SGI. At SGI, we've been fortunate enough to hire some of the best professional speakers in the world to talk to and motivate our members and their people. And at our last expo in Orlando a few weeks ago, Brandon spoke to our membership and blew them away. Countless members were surprised that he actually worked for SGI and he wasn't a paid speaker. Brandon's message was one that led to a lot of introspection, at least it did for me. Title of his talk was Forever Faithful, Forever Fearless, Forever Forward. It's truly an incredible leadership message that made everyone who heard it 
Think about the person they've been in their life, the person they currently are today, and the person they hope to be. And in this particular interview, I asked Brandon some pointed questions about the major themes and insights he shared on that Orlando stage. If you're into leadership and personal growth, you absolutely will want to listen to this whole conversation. Even if you were there to see or, uh, Brandon in person in Orlando, I think there's some new insights. Uh, and those for those SGI members who couldn't join us, you can watch Brandon's entire speech on your internal SGI website in the video library. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Brandon. I definitely know you'll take away a nugget or three. Well, Brandon, thank you so very much for being on the show today. Uh, really excited to uh, to speak with you for the first time on here and uh, talk about a really neat uh, concept uh, pertaining to a speech that you gave at our recent expo. So for uh, those tuning in, um, could you please share with them your name and what your title is with uh, SGI? Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Brandon Marshall, and I'm the Vice President of Learning Alliance, uh, the training division of SGI. Very so, good. Great to be with you, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity. No, oh, well, pleasure's all mine. Pleasure's all mine. So we're we're talking today again. You you know, Expo is is typically three or plus days, and on on Wednesday morning it, it kicks the the official Expo kicks off, and and you gave a a keynote speech that was uh, that was really uplifting. And which is always what we're aiming for to start Expo with, right? And going into three right. content-heavy days. But it, it just had a great message. And the name of the speech for, for SGI members who maybe weren't there or contractors who weren't part of the group, they're listening. It, uh, Brandon called it Forever Faithful, Forever Fearless, and Forever Forward. So uh, quick question. Before we dig into, into that, that content, Brandon, um, could you kind of let everyone know what is your what's your background? Because I could tell... In, in the speech and and, um, and your story, I think married pr pretty well, and I, I'm sure your story had quite a bit of uh, impact on that speech. So, kind of just share with everyone your your, your backstory. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was raised in a pastor's home, uh, which is uh, not near as glamorous as it may sound to some people. I, uh, you know, we did a lot of moving. You know, my dad would take a church in a certain place, and we would move there for a year or two, and then we would move back. I mean, I went to four different high schools and. Uh, you know, we were always the new kid everywhere, which I, I really kind of used to resent about my life. And uh, but now I realize, you know, in the thing that I'm doing and, and like you said, it had such an impact on who I am that, you know, I'm always in a place where I'm meeting new people and that kind of thing. And so really, I consider it sort of a, a, a blessing now that I had the opportunity to do that, even though, you know, it wasn't great uh, uh, as a child and, and, and going through school and that kind of thing. It really kind of helped shape uh, my ability to do that. So. Uh, I'm really grateful for that. And uh, so uh, when I was about 15, we, we were in Arkansas, uh, which I graduated uh, high school in Arkansas. Um, but um, it, we I had I had uh, gotten into a little bit of trouble. I had done some things that, that uh, you know, I shouldn't have. And it wasn't all my fault, but, uh, you know, I was responsible for it. And it ended up costing my dad his church. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, so my parents moved back to Texas and I stayed there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I had a job at a local grocery store called Piggly Wiggly. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe some of you guys have heard of it. It's uh, it's actually a funny name, but it used to be a chain of grocery stores. And and uh, I ended up uh, living in the back of it uh, for the most part. You know, mm -hmm. the, the owner set me up a cot in a little place back there. He was kind enough to do that. But uh, I wasn't exactly homeless, but something like it. And 
you know, I would I would spend time at friends' houses and eat dinner with them and do laundry and that kind of thing. But uh, so that was that was kind of where I was at, and that's that's where I finished high school. And uh, when I finished high school, I moved back to Texas and found a job in a newspaper, actually at a at a local uh, laundry, which is a um, like uniform and rental company. Okay. And so I started off there uh, on the smallest route in the company, just trying to make ends meet and and, and doing well. And um, and I ended up with a 20 year career with that same company. Wow. Um, worked my way up to be the vice president of business development, and uh, you know was really really impacted by the owner of that company who mentored me, uh, you know, from a young age. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really he really had a huge impact on my life. He taught me most of what I know about being a man and, and everything that I know about any kind of business structure I learned from him. And so, uh, you know, I wasn't raised uh, traditionally, I don't think, and, and didn't learn certain things from from parents and people like that. And I think a lot of people are like that. We learn from the people that are around us. Right. And so I learned uh, life and business and, and uh, ministry and all different kinds of things from other people who took the time to impact my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and steer me in the right direction and correct me when I was wrong and do these things that, you know, that really helped to shape uh, the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm just really grateful for that. I, I then moved into the uh, commercial HVAC business and, uh, and did some time there, which is, uh, you know, such a unique animal. I think uh, all the trades are just wonderful, wonderful things mm-hmm. uh, to be a part of. And, um, and so I, I kind of have a, a background there as well. And uh, so in the course of doing that, uh, I decided to, to start uh, using uh, uh, the gifts that I had developed to impact other people and to, uh, to speak to corporations and companies. And uh, doing that's what led me to SGI. So, uh, you know, one opportunity led to another and, and here I am. So I'm very, very grateful to be here and very grateful to be a part of the company and, and a part of the members' lives. It's just such a phenomenal thing. But all of those things, you know, came together to to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good story. I didn't I didn't know uh, your your complete background. So that's tremendous how far you, you've come. Um so to to jump back into uh your presentation that you gave in Orlando at our expo, this forever faithful, forever fearless, forever forward message. It was deep. Um, so where, where did that come from? Why that particular message at that particular event? That's a, that's a good question. I, I think that, um, um, the majority of it came from just listening, mm-hmm. you know, and hearing, uh, from members and hearing from people around you, you know, at all times, I think part of being a communicator on any level, is communicating things that mean something to people. And we only find those things out when we pay attention. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to communicate an idea that I thought was important, that it stuck. I mean, I'd really rather create something out of uh, out of what what I'm hearing and, and the environment that we're in. And I think that one of the reasons it resonated so well was the timing of, of where everybody was. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the this year has been uh, really, really great on some levels and, and not so great on other levels. And I think that uh, the timing uh, you know, yielded a lot to that. The word forever has always stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so when I started studying that word and found out, you know, that it that it encompasses a, an entire life view and not just a forward moving thing uh, or a future based thing, it was it was so interesting to me. And, and I think that a lot of people, um, if not most people or all people look forward um, to uh, the day when they can look back on life and, and say that it meant something. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when we, when we look at the word forever, that's really what we're looking at. We're looking at a, a total picture of the life that we've lived and how did we live it and how did we impact other people. And so um, the other points just kind of flowed out of that. You know, yeah. by listening to people, I realized that, um, you know, people are in different spots in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our members are, 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 are often running and, and doing really, really well. And others are, are just now starting or, or, uh, you know, need a, need a boost to, uh, to growth. And, uh, and that's why they're here. And so, um, the idea of, of faithful is, uh, is staying steady at something and not giving up. And, you know, the idea of fearless is, um, is something that, that we all have to overcome at some point. And then to be forward is, uh, you know, we don't want to be stagnant for sure. And, and I think that if a person's not moving, um, that it's really easy to go backwards. Right. And so just continuing forward and, and having a forward vision for your life as a whole is, uh, is so important. So uh, all those things came together. And, and I think that uh, that for the, the membership, um, you know, I didn't want to give them something that they could hear from anybody. Right. Uh, you know, there's, there's people that are, that are, you know, wrote books on doing good business and scaling and doing all these things. And I don't have a lot to add to that conversation. Right. Um, but just being able to give who I am and add who I am, I think was the most important thing. And, and, uh, that's what was asked of me to do. And so that's what I tried to do was give something that, uh, that was authentic and something that, that resonated on a diff- different level. Uh, outside of just the normal, you know, business discussion. Mm-hmm. Well, you certainly did that. Um, you, we were going to touch on a bunch of them. You dropped little nuggets left and right. I mean, I could tell, you know, people writing things down. I know it hit, there were certain things you hit me that, that really resonated, you know, early in your speech. One of the first things you, you mentioned is life happening in moments. And it's true. I mean, when you think back of your, your life and, and different moments of your life, it's, it's always in moments. There's little scenes that play in your head. So, right. um, right. You shared this story in particular about being asked to speak to a youth group, and it was something you'd never done before, and it was a, a life-defining moment, is I think how you classified it. So question is, how, how do people know when they're encountering a life-defining moment? Does it always feel like, you know, God's shining a light on you, or, or you know, <laughs> how do you know when that's, that's happening? Because it's such an important thing, but how do you make sure you don't lose grasp of it? Well, when I say that life happens in moments, I, I categorize them personally in two different areas. Um, there are impactful moments, and those are the moments that, you know, we can have multiple of those along the way. Like you mentioned, we look back and look at moments that kind of connected the dots of the whole picture, and uh, it's such a great thing. Uh, but impactful moments are things that change us, things that move us internally. Um, in my mind, a defining moment is something that impacts others. Mm-hmm. Um it's something that uh, when we realize that life is bigger than us and, and uh, you know, for me, it was doing that. It was uh, it was in that moment that I I didn't want to be anybody else for the first time in my life. I didn't want to be somebody else. I didn't want to have somebody else's life. And so it was so impactful in that area because I saw the effect um, that it had on the people around me. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, life defining moments could be anything and different things for different people. It doesn't have to be, you know, on that grand scale that changes everything, but, um, you know, they are checkpoints in our life that we just don't go back from. And I guess that's the best way I can say it is when we encounter a life defining moment, it's something that we never get back from. We never, we never go away from it. 
and um, and not defining in that, uh, you know, that's what I'm known for. That's what people know for me, know me for. That might be the result of it, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is something that you that you just don't go back from. And it could it could be something very simple. It could be, um, you know, whatever that means to you. Um, so you know, it's not always like you know God's shining this huge light on you, but we'll say that that it impacts you in a way that uh, that you just don't go back from. Is the best way I could say it. I like it. I like it. Um, also, you know, one of the next concepts you spoke about was when you encounter people, and, and I thought this was, it really, it, again, it resonated with me. When you encounter people, you encounter three versions of them. Can you talk about that idea and, and what those three versions are? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, time and, or, you know, where we're at. And that kind of thing it could it could differ but uh for the most part we're meeting their representative right <laughs> we're yeah. meeting the them that they put together for people to meet and uh <laughs> and and that that can be sometimes a very authentic thing and sometimes it's a it's a guard or a wall that they've put up because of things that they've experienced in their life so when i say we we encounter three people uh we encounter the person that they were um the person that they are and the person that they hope to be so it's uh you know again with this idea of forever it's it's has been is and will be and so uh the whole scope of a person we're encountering uh when we encounter the person that they were we're encountering things that they did well things that they didn't do well we're encountering mistakes that they've made or or uh you know things that they battle internally or or uh or things that were great in their life and that helped to shape them so that person who we were is so important in our life because it all works together uh, the person that we are is where we are right now and, and the things that are going on in life. And for some people, that's, you know, I've got, uh, you know, three small children. I've got, you know, uh, we just had another baby. There's a lot of stress involved with that. So sure. we're encountering sort of all the things that they are right now and the things that are going on in life and whatever the situation is. And then we're encountering the them that they hope to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're encountering the, we're encountering the hopes and the dreams and the visions that they have for their life. And so all those things in one moment when an encounter happens and and Bob, the, the word encounter means an unexpected collision with something or someone. Mm. So when I so when we use the word encounter, really what we're saying is that we're that, that this thing that's happening between two people when we encounter each other and all those things are happening so fast that uh, that we don't sometimes realize where somebody's at in the moment. We don't consider what they may be going through or where, where maybe they came from. Uh, we look at a person, and, and, and this is one of the things that we do as a society. One of the first questions that we ask is, uh, so what do you do? Right. And that's a great question. It's a great icebreaker. It gives you something to talk about. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, most people will hear that, and they will decide in that moment where they're going to categorize, categorize that person. Yeah. Someone says I'm a lawyer. Okay. Well, that makes you know that 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 gives me a different response to my next question. Or somebody says I'm a doctor. Or somebody says that you know I drive a trash truck. And society categorizes us by what we do, but what we do is not always exactly who we are. Right. And so when we encounter people, it's important to understand and remember that 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 person, you know, is a kid from somewhere, mm-hmm. dreamed of being something someday. And yeah. of course, of all that, life happened. And so I think that. When we when we understand that when we meet someone or encounter someone or talk with someone that it gives us a more of an empathy uh, for whatever the situation is and then we kind of put ourselves in their shoes to help them or to uh, to to know how to deal with with that moment a little better so yeah yeah 
That's so that's so good. But yeah, I, I love that idea of, of you know having that empathy when you talk to people and, and avoiding classifications. I think yeah, that certainly happens all the time. I mean, people bring up that that yeah question because you just don't know what to say when you meet someone new. You're just making small talk, but yeah, we instinctively go oh you know. Unfortunately, you know, you're a trash truck driver. People will, will think there's a connotation when that's not necessarily accurate. Who knows? And in, in two years, maybe that person is a vice president of his company or maybe he's a trash truck driver and is just a great person and super involved in his church and his community. And it's, it just gives so bad. You know, gives so much of himself in that way. That's that's a really uh, great, unique way uh, to look at it, that having empathy with people. Yeah, and I would say uh, that. It's not who we are doesn't flow out of what we do. Mm-hmm. What we do flows out of who we are. Right. And and so that can change at any moment. And, and sure. just because a person's in a certain situation right now doesn't mean that that's all they're ever going to be or that that's all they're capable of. It's just it's just what is right now. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you're right. It, it is important to consider that and to think about those things and how we respond. Um, you know, uh, we are right now, most of us in life uh, can identify or at least know that people exist that wish that they were where we are right now in our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever issues or troubles that we're going through, you know, behind the scenes or whatever, it's still better than, than what someone else is dealing with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just think that, that the world could use a little more compassion. Yeah. Know, if I'm being honest. No, for sure. <laughs> certainly resonates these days um in talking about your concept of of forever faithful you had three three uh concepts that you, you shared in that segment of your of your talk and i just i absolutely love them and i i want to talk about them a bit the first was don't underestimate consistency and no. No. Uh, the other was <laughs> and this was another kind of life of like wow you were born to do something not everything and, no. and get in society, and I think we're more networked together, and it just seemed like we're busier than ever. And uh, so that really resonated with me. And then also, um, surround yourself with people who will keep you accountable. So three just terrific messages uh, tucked under your your message of forever faithful. So what what role does consistency have in being faithful? So when I think about um, you know forever faithful, I think about um, sticking to something uh, and not discounting it because it's not where you want it to be right now. Um, you know, faithfulness is something that is that is often overlooked and because it's not glamorous. I mean, there's nothing about it that says, oh, this is amazing, you know, and, and, and it is much easier, as I mentioned in, in the speech, that it's much easier to be faithful over something that is grand yeah. and something that is large and something because that kind of creates the energy for you to be faithful over it right. and uh but to be faithful over something little uh or something that that we feel is insignificant or small is a very difficult thing yeah. uh, and, and i think that that in order to do that then there has to be a certain part of us um that just gets up and does it every day mm-hmm. you know we it's not a choice for us it's not a um, you know, we, we've made the decision that we're moving in a direction and we're going in that direction and we can't afford to be uh, distracted by other things. And I think that one of the things that, that hinders that the most is this idea of comparing what we have to someone else. Right. 
you know, that just adds to the difficulty for us to be faithful over because it doesn't look like what someone else had. Well, you know, I would venture to say that the person who is right now faithful over much started mm-hmm. out being faithful over little. Right. That's really the road to get there is just just get up and do it all the time and do it over and over and over again. And so that consistency is so important because, um, you know, it's it's there has to be something about your life that people can count on. Mm-hmm. And when you're faithful, people realize that and, and that consistency, you know, people know where they can find you. Yeah. Uh, you know, opportunity knows where it can find you. Yeah. You go in a bunch of different directions all the time, you know, and, and we discount something or don't consider it to be important. And we and we place more value on what someone else has than what we have. Then we lose the opportunity for it to ever be anything big to be faithful. Yeah. Of. yeah. Uh, so just moving forward is just something that we cannot, you know, I can't place enough emphasis on. Um, we have to pick a direction and go and, and do it consistently and, and, and do it well. And, um, you know, that's, um, that's the best way I can describe it is just moving forward and, and, and being faithful over it and, and just continue to continue. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think consistency is a quality that, you know, it resonates in every aspect of life, whether it's uh, personal life, business life, uh, relationships with loved ones, friends, associates. I mean, being consistent and being someone to count on. I mean, that's, that's a great, you know, I think, I think I, you might've even said in the speech that consistency is kind of sometimes just, it's not, you know, celebrated, right? It's just something like, oh, he's consistent. Boy, but I think consistency is pretty, is a pretty remarkable trait if you can be consistent in all those areas of your life. No question. And, and there are a lot of people who, um, you know, they, they may work at a grocery store, they may sack groceries or something like that, but opportunities, like we talked about life happening in moments, mm-hmm. that moment knows where to find you because that's where you are. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that might be a big statement, but, but the truth is that, you know, when we jump around or we do things, you know, uh, when we don't do things consistently, it's a lot harder to find opportunity. Yeah. Uh, we're not moving in a direction. It's easy to correct a course uh, yeah. when you're moving. But when you're not moving or you're not doing things consistently or you're creating gaps in who you are, um, you know, one of the, 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 the things that will take a person farther in life than anything is being able to be counted on. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, you know, I know leaders that would look for that before they would look for, you know, super talent or, or and all those things. If you're somebody we can count on, right. if you're somebody that will show up and be a part and give it all you got. Um, you know, that's something that can't be taught and that's something that we can rely on and build around. And so, yeah, consistency is uh, such an important part. Yep. Very true for, especially for people listening to this who are, are typically owners and leaders in business. I mean, consistency, being able to put someone in that position and, and knowing you can count on them. I mean, that's, that's so valuable. Absolutely. Um, when talking about, you know, I, and I, I, I said earlier, I really enjoyed this and it made me, it made me think when you said this, but when, when talking about the idea of being born to do something, but not everything. And and when you talked about that, um, you you went on to say that, you know, this, you talked about this idea of knowing the difference between passion and gifting. Right. And could you kind of dig into what, what each of those are and how they're different? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know, uh, when we say you're born to do something and not everything, that is, uh, for me, that was a very freeing statement. Uh, 
because you, everything looks like an opportunity, uh, you know, especially when you haven't identified a direction or you haven't identified uh, or, or had a defining moment that you realize that that's it. Uh, once we have a destination and a vision and a, and a, and a, and a moment that, that we know we're not going back from, it becomes much more easy to uh, decipher, uh, you know, what opportunities are for us and what are not. Um, but, uh, but when we talk about being born to do something and not everything, I think that that has a lot to do with just that it, exactly that, uh, is this for me or is this not? And when, when everything looks like an opportunity, we just assume that everything is for us, whether we are gifted to do it or whether we're not, whether we're born to do it or whether we're not. And that creates a lot of stress because we just think that we have to be everything to everybody all the time. Right. Uh, we feel like that's how opportunity comes or that's how we're going to get ahead. And man, what a grueling and exhausting <laughs> thing, you know, I mean, we, we come home at the end of the day and we look like that cartoon chicken, you know, the feathers flying <laughs> everywhere and the neck stretched out. And Oh my goodness. Yes. So when I, when I, when I thought about that, I was like, what a, what a, a liberating thing to know that there is something that I was born to do. First of all, that gives you hope and that gives you something to shoot for. And that gives yeah. you, you know, a reason to move on every day. Uh, but the fact that I don't have to be what the other person is just because it's popular or just because I love it and enjoy it, uh, that was a freeing statement to me. That was that was something that, that you know, you look at and you go and we admire what other people do and what other people have. But that doesn't mean that's for me. Right. That doesn't mean that that's something that I need to become. You know, we can admire something and, and have a, a, a love for it and an appreciation for it and not possess it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that, that we're in such a possessive society that everybody feels like once they see something, they must have it. Right. And, uh, and man, I, I just, I don't know about you, but I just don't have the energy to try to be all kinds of things, you know, yeah. um, what, you know, what it, what it'll end up doing is that I'll have 10 things going on and none of them will be well done. Right. Uh, I would rather have one or two things that I do, but I do them well. And, uh, and I think that, that, It'll take a lot of stress off of people once they realize, okay, this is me and that is not. And, yeah. uh, and, and now we can make a move. Now we can move forward. Um, so the difference between passion and gifting, you know, there are people who are just get so excited about something and, and they love it. They have a great appreciation for it. And so they chase it. They go after it. That doesn't necessarily mean that they, that, that they were, were, that they're gifted to do it or have the talent to even do it. And I use the example of being on, well, I don't know if you caught that part, but I mean, that's, you get people up there that are just like, I mean, <laughs> they, they, no business being there yeah, because they see that other people are successful at it or because they see something they enjoy music so much and all these things. And it's okay to enjoy it, but that doesn't mean that that's something that you should pursue. And it's pretty obvious when you're sitting there eating cornflakes going, hey, come here and look at this. <laughs> right. I mean, it always starts with like Ryan Seacrest going, and this is how for uh, this 26-year-old waiter from Chili's and you pan yeah. over and, you're, and he's like, y'all stick around. This is going to be good. And you're calling from people from the other room going, hey, come here. This is going to be good for a much different reason, right? <laughs> I mean, you know what's coming. And, and so I just think that that's just such a, a, a glaring example of, of chasing something that you're passionate about without any gifting to do it. Yeah. Uh, when in my experience, and now this is just my experience, but in my experience, when you discover a gifting, you discover something that you are born to do, something that you do have and possess and that are, are expected to use and, and, and put into motion. 
um, the more success you discover in that, the more your passion increases. And so we we allow and, and people overlook gifting so much sometimes because it's just uh, it's something that you've always done. Right. You don't consider it to be any big deal that you you know, that you've always been able to to solve problems or you've always been able to communicate well with people. This is just something that we've always done. And so sometimes we look down on it or don't consider it to be significant part of life when that's the very thing that could take you to where you want to go. And it's much more important to chase that and to hone that and to work with that than it is to, to just chase something because you have an, uh, an admiration for it or a passion for it. So, um, so that's what I mean by all that. You know, you've, uh, you've coached people, um, you know, mentored people a long time. Obviously you're in, you're in charge of our training division. So you're impacting people all the time. That idea of chasing your gift. So how do you know what your gift is? Cause that, you know, like I can just, you know, and I'm sure you've maybe had this conversation with other people and in, in mentoring them and such. And I, and I can think of talking to young people and, you know, especially those are, are leaving high school and going on the next phase of life and they don't really have any clue what they're doing. And they probably, and they don't even know who they are yet. So how, how do people know what their gifts are like versus just chasing something you're, you're excited about? That's a passion. So is there, is there a surefire way you can identify things you're gifted to do? Um, <laughs> it's a tough question. I, 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 no, no, no. It's a great question. And, I, and it's one that I've had so many times in life. You know, people want to know. And I think just the fact that people want to know what their gifting is is a wonderful thing. Uh, you know, there's this thing about us that we want to know why we're here. We want to know that we're not just floating on a breeze and that we were not just, you know, put on this earth and, and we'll see what happens. You know, that there's a definite something that we have and possess that was given to us that we can. Uh, that we can utilize to better our own lives and those around us. And so when that question comes up, I usually look at two different things. I look at, um, and I kind of define it as this, what do you do naturally? What do you do really well with the least amount of effort? And that could be something, again, that people just overlook and they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good at drawing, but I never really considered, okay, well, consider it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could be something. And, and the number two thing that I would say is uh, what type of people are attracted to you? Mm. Here's the thing. When we get around other people, it is much easier for them to see the gifting in us than for us to see it in ourselves. Mm. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, we, we search high and low and we look almost externally all the time trying to discover something that will help us when truthfully the people around us already see it. Yeah. And, and so the type of people that are attracted to you is because they are drawing on that thing. Mm-hmm. They are, they are pulling something from that thing. They have a need for it, a, uh, a recognition, recognition of it and, and appreciation for it. And so when we pay attention to those things, uh, we have a much better chance of discovering what that is. Um, you know, again, I, I just think the feedback from the people around us and, and paying attention, um, you know, I don't know where I'd be today if it wasn't for somebody coming to me and, and spending time with me and saying, hey, there's something about the way you tell a story. Yeah. Um, you, have you ever considered that? Yeah. And uh, and then at that point, I have to consider that and I have to start looking at it. And, and um, you know, it, it's worth it's a worthwhile journey. I'll say that uh, yeah. to find that reason that you're here, that thing that you do or that gifting that you have. And oftentimes that's discovered by the people around us. Support for this podcast comes from Vital Storm. 
VitalStorm is a growing team of creative thinkers who are passionate about driving leads through local search. Our model for acquiring, tracking, and reporting leads is tailored toward the home service industry. Whether it's PPC, SEO, or social media, we convert internet traffic into qualified leads via a unique process of creating design and campaign management that produces results relevant to your industry, market, and company. For more information, go to vitalstorm.com. Welcome back to the show. In the first half of my conversation with Learning Alliance and SGI's Brandon Marshall, we learned about his background and how it influenced his message of forever faithful, forever fearless, and forever forward. Brandon shared his insights on the value of consistency, the idea that we're all born to do something, but not everything. And he impressed upon us the value of surrounding yourself with people who will keep you accountable. In the second half of our talk, Brandon and I will explore the concepts of forever fearless and forever forward. In particular, he'll share some big truth bombs about who provides the biggest hurdles to our own personal growth. And he'll explain how to leap those hurdles. Brandon will also outline how we can continually move forward to be a better and stronger version of ourselves as we lead others and our businesses. I can't wait for you to hear part two. Let's jump back into the conversation. Being forever fearless. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you had a great line. It kind of made me chuckle because you went through a bunch of phobias afterwards. But, you know, humans were, were born to fear loud noises and falling and everything else is learned, which I, I, I guess I'm sure that's a fact you, you've found somewhere. I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. a fact. Those are facts. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I've never heard that before. That's that's really interesting. But the biggest thing I was like, whoa, is uh, and I, I literally, I was in the back of the the ballroom, you know, watching hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of people. Like I think everyone wrote this down. Was you've never fought anybody harder than you than you fight yourself. And I was like, wow, you know, what a, a self a moment of self realization. And it's absolutely true. And, and when you when you talk through that concept, it just totally made sense. So. Sure. Um, where did that, you know, where, how did that, how did that self-realization come from? I mean, this, was it just in, in looking back at your own story or where did, it, where did that come from exactly? I just think it's innate in all humans to, uh, to do what we have to do to get through the day. Right. Um, we, and not that we don't enjoy what we do. I don't mean it like that, but there, when we go out to a job, when we go to a school, when we do the things that we do on a daily basis, um, you know, we're having conversations, we're having encounters with people. Uh, some of those encounters are, are good. Some of them not so good. And, and, uh, you know, all of those things can be a struggle or a fight, but at the end of the day, it's us that we go home with. Yeah. Right. When we lay our head down on the pillow at night, it's us that's rehashing that conversation. It's us that's uh, that's doubting where we are and who we are and all those things. And it's such an internal thing that that, you know, of course, you're going to have struggles with people in life and you're going to have struggles with situations. But the greatest fight is the one that we fight when we're by ourselves the one in our own mind because we know the dirt that nobody else knows right <laughs> we know the things about us that nobody knows we know the thoughts and the fears that we have that we don't put on display for the world to see and they may never even know that it's a thing but we do they don't know the the, the feelings that we have that of inadequacy or the feelings of uh of not being where we should in life they don't know uh they don't see on the, on the outside um, this thing that says, I've put a lot of time and effort in, I should be further in my life than I am. And, uh, and all of those are internal struggles. All those are internal fights. And, you know, fear is something that is just, 
it's such a captivating thing, man. It keeps people bottled up and keeps people from moving in a direction. And so when I thought about this concept and the, the idea of doing Forever Fearless, really, it wasn't just to inspire uh, someone to move past. It was to really go after a mindset that keeps people uh, subdued. Yeah. A mindset that keeps people locked up or caged up. I mean, that and and when I point out the fact that we weren't born with it, that's what I mean, is that everything that every fear that we experience creates a negative reaction in our life. And there's a what 98 percent chance that it's something that we learn by an experience. It's something that was shaped by an environment. It's not natural for us to be held captive by fear. That's not a natural thing. Yeah. Uh, and um, but that fight within ourselves. If we can overcome that, then we then and and that's a daily thing, Bob. That's not a that's not a one time. Hey, I overcame it. That's a daily thing, yeah. a daily fight with your own self, and and it's the greatest fight that we'll ever have. Yeah. Um, but that's the one that's worth living. That's the one that's worth worth winning, so that we can be a, a greater impact on those around us. That's really good stuff. I, I will say that fear of falling is is true. I don't like heights, so yeah. <laughs> I can speak to that one. <laughs> yeah, I heard somebody say it's not the falling; it's that last six inches that'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, just a moment of of, brev- of levity. Um, following up on what you said about about overcoming fear, and, and you you mentioned there's two things. This was what I was thought was really interesting. There's two tactical things that you pointed out that we can use, we can implement day to day to overcome fear. And it's know your plan and know your why. So that helps everyone address fear, helps them overcome it. Can you kind of share what those mean exactly and and how we can use those two things to overcome fear? Right, right. Um, So again, fear is something that, that keeps us in a cage. And in order to ever escape, there has to be some sort of plan. And it can be a simple plan. It doesn't have to be complex, but just a plan to do one thing that will help me move. Uh, what's the next thing that I can do? And it's a very practical sense. You know, I, you know, I would love to say that it was this magic pill that we take or this thing that we flip a switch and suddenly we're not afraid anymore. But it's not. It's moving and putting one foot in front of the other and, and having some sort of a game plan on how to, to, to move forward, on how to progress uh, is so important. Um, you know, again, it doesn't have to be a complex plan. You know, that we go home and, and, and my, right now we just moved, uh, you know, about 15 miles north of where we were and we love it. But my garage is a mess, Bob. And, <laughs> and when things are a mess, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's really kind of difficult to look at that project as a whole and say, oh, my gosh, that's going to take me forever. Yeah. But if I move a box a day. Yeah. If I unpack one thing a day, suddenly I'm looking at a small step to a great victory. And yeah. I think that overcoming fear is a lot like that. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I can make one move today. I don't have to solve all this at the same time. I'm not going to, you know, hopefully, you know, I would love to wake up tomorrow and not have this fear. Yeah. But reality is I have to do a small thing every day until I overcome it. And so um, as far as that's concerned, that's and, and knowing your why. Um, you know, we talk a lot about that. It comes up as a concept that comes up a, a lot, but it's not something to overlook because um, whatever we do in life, there are people watching us do it. Yeah. You know, there have been times, sure, when I felt like throwing in the towel, but then I look at my kids and I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do it because at the end of the day, I, I want them to look at me 
and to they're learning from us how to do life. And I think for business owners, uh, you know, they we hire people and and uh, and we're around those people. Those people spend a third of their life with us. And if you think that they're not watching you to learn how to do life on some level, uh, you, you know, you need to look again. They are watching. And it's one thing to say that my why is for me, uh, you know, uh, when we start a business or something, first we do it to to make a living, to make ends meet, something that we want to do to provide a better life for our family. Well, as that thing grows and the more people that we bring on and the more people that we bring uh, to run beside us and help us business, uh, help us build it, uh, the more people in lives that we're responsible for. And um, and so now not only is my own family watching me, but I've got other families that are watching. I've got other families that are that are counting uh, on us to get this right. And so uh, we have to wake up every day with the for, with that in the forefront of our mind. This is why I'm doing this. It's not just about me. It's not just about this life. It's about making an impact. It's about being the best that we can be. Whatever your why is, if you keep it in the forefront of your mind, then then you don't have time for that fear stuff. Yep. You don't have time for that thing that would make you quit or keep you in a box. There's no time. I have to move forward because the people that are counting on me are worth it. And uh, and when we when we overcome those fears in that manner or just don't give it give it a place in our life, the more effective we'll be. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And it's true when you when you have that in the forefront of your mind, it's it the fear becomes minimized. I love that. Um, a big part of of uh, you know, being fearless, as you had talked about, was was looking past your inadequacies, finding your strengths. And then you said something and I was like, whoa. And it definitely, again, I said, whoa, a lot of this presentation, but I think it resonated especially with uh, our, our customer base because business owners, guys that are grinders, um, always feel the need to have to do everything themselves. Yeah. But you said some of the greatest things you do are not are not done by you, but the people you empower. So some of the greatest things you do are not done by you, but the people you empower. And I was like, wow. And then and then I started kind of thinking about that concept. I'm like, yeah, all the big companies I've interviewed over 17 years, they all at some point they go, I cannot grow. I have to grow this business beyond myself. Right. And, and it made sense. So maybe speak to me. Where where did you? You know, where where did you come up with that concept? How does it pertain to being fearless? Uh, and just kind of talk about that a bit. So um, when we talk about being fearless in that manner, there are people who, um, you know, become very guarded of what they have. Uh, we become very guarded of a position. We become very possessive over a certain knowledge. And, and um, you know, we, we have a hard time giving that thing away because, you know, after all, we discovered it after all, uh, you know, that's that's how people know me. People know me for being, you know, this certain way or this knowledge that I have. And if I give that thing away or invest it in someone else, then where does that leave me? And that's just a deep seated fear that, uh, you know, that people have to overcome. Um, so when I say that some of the greatest things we ever do will not be done by us, but by the people that we empower, what I mean is that that uh, every day we're investing in someone by the things that we say, by the, the time that we take with them and whatever they go on to do uh, with their life, whether that's with us or whether that's with someone else or, or whatever, that we have a piece of that because it was our investment in them. And, you know, when I when I do what I do um, and there there are many people who have spoken into my life and I carry them with me. 
right. um, you know, and, and, and whatever I do in my life, whether it's, you know, accomplish more or become more successful or whatever, those things are, you know, they're a real thing. It's not something that we always focus on. It might be the result. It's certainly not the reason why we do it, but, um, but whatever happens with my life, those people have a piece of that. And I'm very conscious of that at all times. And, and so I think that, that when we're fearless in what we give, when we're fearless in what we offer, um, we have to just make peace with the fact that that person that we invest in may very well become better at it than we are. Right. They may very well take it farther or impact more of the world or become more successful or well-known for it. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't offer it in a, in, in, and become fearful of what they may become. I think the real leaders and the great leaders have always known that if my people outgrow me, then I've done my job. Hmm. If my children have a better life than I do, then I've done my job. You know, and, and, and so that's uh, we have to just make peace with that and just say, look, um, you know, yes, I've spent time investing in this person. Yes, I've we you know, I've given them everything I've got. Um, you know, the gift that people give us. Is what they invest in us, the gift that give that we give them is what we do with it. Yeah. What am I going to do with what you've given me? And that's a weight that I carry every day because I've had again really, really great people invest in my life and teach me things that uh, that I couldn't have learned elsewhere. And I, I, I understand the gravity of that. And I, I walk around owing them, um, not in a way that they would ever be a debtor or anything like that. Yeah. That's, but, I, but I feel like I owe them to do the best I can with what they gave me. And that's my gift back to them. And, uh, and so, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I mean by that. That's good, great thoughts. Um, Last concept uh, in your in your speech was forever forward, and yeah. you explained um, there's a difference between sight and vision, and there's a difference between leading and managing. And uh, you also talked about two really interesting ideas. And greatness is achieved by cutting parts away from us that aren't us. And the other one was, and we can also add things to our lives to better ourselves, but we must first look at the core of who we are. So, you know, pretty, uh, again, really deep stuff, that, but but true stuff when you think about it. So talk, let's talk about those concepts. What kind of things do we need to cut away uh, to grow as people, to be more successful? I think the number one thing that we need to cut away is um, the expectation that other people put on us. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, again, the society identifies us by what we do. It identifies us by the amount of uh, cl clout that we have in a certain area or whatever. We cannot afford to be bogged down with what other people expect from us. Um, you know, and that can be a very weighty thing. Um, now, if we are employed by someone, that's different. You know what I mean? We have people that we answer to and that we're submitted to. And, and those people can expect from us and they, but that's to help us perform. But I mean, this idea that we all need to look alike or that we all need to have, you know, certain things in order to say that we've arrived in life, man, we, we really got to cut that away. Um, we, we can't afford to just always be, um, be after more. I, I tell people this on a regular basis and I mean it when I say it, and that is that profit is a result and not a reason, right? Profit's not the reason we do things. It may very well be, be the result. Right. Uh, you know, fame is not the reason why we do things. It might be the result, but it can't be the reason, right? Our reason is to be as effective as possible. 
to make the biggest impact possible on the lives of those around us. And whether that equals profit, whether it equals fame, whether it equals whatever, those are all results of, of those things. So, um, you know, I just think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be like something that we see. Yeah. You know, we, we can't afford that. And, and also I would say we cut away the thoughts of giving up. Yeah. You know, we, it would have been, Bob, it would have been, so easy for so many people to throw in the towel this year. Yeah. And nobody would have blamed them. Right. You know, nobody would blame someone for, for just saying, you know what, I'm, I'm tired. I've been doing this too long. This is my out. I'm done. Uh, I can't make it through this. And nobody, there would have been no blame. Everybody would have understood and said, oh, you poor thing. People didn't do that. And I think that's such a fun. Our members didn't do that. They they did not. They just fought through it and ended up being uh, having some of the greatest years uh, in, in the history of their companies. And I think yeah. it's such a wonderful thing. So this thought of uh, of quitting, this thought of of giving up or, or or you know throwing in the towel, has to be something that we cut away. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't belong to the vision of who we are. Yeah. Uh, and and whether we think that we've arrived in life or not. Um, we we're constantly progressing as long as there's a breath in our lungs there's another step for us to take and uh and we can't afford to quit so those thoughts those type of mentalities have to be cut away the mentalities of fear the mentalities of these things we just they don't belong where we're going yeah. um, i would also say that we have to be able to cut away some successes mm. um, yeah so so you know the, some some of the greatest things that stop us sometimes are the success that we had last year Right. The things that we did well back then. And we we ended up we end up looking backward, trying to achieve that again or trying to relive that moment. And we're going to miss out on the future, man. So I think that we have to be able to to set that aside and go and identify what season we're in as a company, as an individual, what season of life we're in and and act accordingly. Uh, There comes a time when the mama eagle kicks the babies out of the nest. Yeah. Could you imagine two full-grown eagles? The baby's just, just as big as the mom, and they're both living in the same nest. Right. Because after all, that's what was comfortable. That's what was working. But man, no. Sometimes you, you it, to move forward, you got to be able to cut some of those successes out and say, "Yeah, that was great, and it got me to where I am." But it's not going to take me to where I'm going. So I got to be able to remove that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good concept, and and I and unfortunately we do see that with with some of our members that. You know, success, there's limitations with, there can be limitations with success. I know plenty of companies that get with the program and the system and they, and they see such incredible results and there's a certain complacency. There's a certain feeling like I've, I've arrived, I've, I've done it. Well, right. <laughs> companies are, are always moving forward, whether they're going up or down, but they're moving forward. And sure. as, you know, as a leader, are you, are you, which direction are you going to push it? And, and I think certainly that speaks to that idea. I, I we see that sometimes that people, uh, they get, they feel like they've done it and then, you know, check that box, but you know, you're leading people, you're leading teams and, and what you do and, and impacts so many people, you have to keep growing beyond that. That's a really good thought, Brandon. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, how about the idea of, you know, we can add things to our lives to better ourselves, but we must first look at the core of who we are. So what does it mean to look at our core? What I mean by that is that there is a definite person that we are um, at the deepest part of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we identify a direction and a vision, uh, 
I think I mentioned this during the speech, but we will automatically know the, the roads that won't take us there. Mm-hmm. And all those things, um, you know, when you go into the mall uh, or when people used to go to malls, I'll say that <laughs> you, you, see, uh, you see these big maps on the wall. Um, and that map has the potential of every store that you could end up in. Uh, it has every restaurant. It has every retail shop. It has every, you know, every possibility of where you could be. Um, it will show you where that thing is. But none of it matters, Bob, until you find that one little red dot that says you are here. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I just think that there's a great potential for life um, that we could end up in all kinds of wonderful places and positions in life. But in order to get to any of them, we have to take a real look at who we are um, and our capacities and our core and and add things to that to help us grow. But some of the things that we can add to ourselves are contrary to our core. Um, some of the things that, that will get uh, you know a fast track to success aren't always the best things because they just don't fit us. They don't fit our company. They don't they don't fit. Uh, you know, the core and our core values and those things. And, and it's and it's important to identify that. Um, you know, I hear this this concept a lot and and um, it's one that I, I really love, but I feel like it's an incomplete thought. Um, you hear leaders are readers. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I understand what that means. I do. And the 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 idea behind it is is wonderful because we're always uh we're forever students. We're forever learning. We're forever adding. Uh, but I say it's incomplete because people learn in different ways, right? right? And so there are people who don't read. And, and simple as it sounds, they'll say, "Well, maybe that maybe I'm not a, a leader." Then uh, that's not necessarily true because leadership is a very inclusive thing. And when you when you make it exclusive by saying that you have to do this to be a leader, that's to me that's kind of a ridiculous thought. So. Um, so when we're adding things to our core, when we're taking on new information, uh, whatever avenue that is, whether it's reading, whether it's attending a seminar, whether it's listening to this podcast, whatever the things that we are, that we have to make sure that they're compatible with our with our truth. Yeah. They're compatible with with who we are and yeah. our destination in life. And because uh, there's just so many avenues and so many different things and so many different um, you know, uh, things that are, that are useful to someone, no doubt, but, but is it useful to me? Is it useful to who I am? Is it, is it something that's going to better me and help me achieve the things that I've set out to do? Um, so when I say look at our core, I mean, uh, look at the truest version of who you are, uh, the things that you, that you love, the things that you're, the reasons why you're doing what you do and add things to that, uh, that are compatible. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Well, Brandon, um, really appreciate so much your time. Uh, we're, we're butting up against an hour. This was just a really enjoyable conversation. You had great, in- great, great insight and, and you had great energy, um, especially on, on stage. And people really, again, enjoyed uh, your, your speech. Um, you mentioned at the beginning and we talked about it at the beginning of this interview. And then you also mentioned it at the end of this, your speech that that life comes at you at moments. And for you, a great moment was when you were asked to do your, your first speech. So just kind of a final question. Did you know that was going to be a great moment uh, after you got done with that? And, and, and do you believe it? Again, it's easy for all of us to you talk about defining moments. I mean, is it easy for us to, to identify those as they come at us? Um, I would say that um, there are definitely moments that make huge impact on us. 
um, defining moments, once again, are moments that impact other people. And so I think just being conscious of of the people that are around us and watching to see the type of impact we're having on those, the better chance we're going to I'd be able to identify it in the moment. But I will tell you that most of the time, um, it's something that we discover later on when we're looking back. Yeah. Um, and we say, wow, I would not be where I am today had it not been for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can happen either way. I think that um, that the more we look for them, the more we look for these defining moments, uh, the more the 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 more readily we'll identify it in the moment and be able to use it and capitalize on it. But oftentimes, Bob, it's just looking back and being grateful for those moments and and being grateful for as small as they are. Had I not found that job in a newspaper, I would not have had a twenty-year career and know everything I know today. Had I not, you know, done this certain thing, I, I will say this, and this is a statement that's very true to heart. Some of the greatest things that I've ever done, uh, I almost didn't do. Mm. I almost didn't do. I, I almost overlooked an opportunity or I almost didn't turn left when I should have or, yeah. you know, things like that. And um, so, so yeah, I think, uh, I think for most people, they'll be able to identify those moments later on in life as they're looking back. But um, that doesn't mean it has to be that way. We're yeah. all different. And, and, uh, and I, one thing that I do hope is that I hope everybody has the opportunity to have a moment like that. Okay. And I have dedicated my life uh, to creating that moment for someone else. Yeah. Uh, and I think that we all do. On some level, we dedicate our life to create a defining moment. Um, and, uh, you know, love people, love what we do, love SGI. Oh, my goodness. Love the membership. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's just, I'm really grateful to be a part of that. And I appreciate this opportunity, Bob. Yeah, no, Brandon, thank you again so very much. Really appreciate uh, your time. Lots of, I know there's lots of people you'd be helping right now, but I think uh, this message hopefully will, will get out to many more. So uh, thanks so much. I'm looking forward to having you again some, sometime soon. Yeah, thank you, Bob. I appreciate right, it. Great day. That's Brandon Marshall, Vice President of Learning Alliance and Success Group International. Thanks for listening to the show. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a rating. And remember, friends give fives. You've been listening to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager-to-help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a production of the Aquila Investment Group, LLC, All Rights Reserved, 2020.